Hello everyone, Pastor Scott here along with... Pastor Don, good to have you guys with us as we get ready to go a little bit deeper into last week's sermon. And I want to welcome the people that are listening to this as our podcast as well. Our podcast is called Good News from Good Sam, and uh, welcome. And if you want to, as we talk about Pastor Don's sermon, those of you watching or listening to the podcast... Uh, just know, too, you can go to our website and be able to watch, or at least link to the worship services from there. Yes. Probably you'll end up going to YouTube, to our uh, place there. But that's a good point. You can subscribe at YouTube to our church's uh, streaming and that, too. Yeah. Or if you're watching on Facebook, uh, if you haven't liked us yet, uh, like us or follow our page there, too. And Let then, us get the word out. Absolutely right. like us so it gets out to a little bit, a few more people. And especially now with Christmas, those of you My that goodness. are... Well, and it isn't just if you're in Vegas, but if you're listening from somewhere else, too, all of our Christmas Eve services are going to be live streamed. All of them. So that means 3 o'clock, which is more the family service. Yeah. Uh, and then 7 p.m., 8.30 p.m., and 10 p.m., uh, Pacific time, obviously, but I know some of you are on the East Coast or in Texas and places like that. Join us there. Share with your friends. And uh, those of you who are in Las Vegas or Henderson, North Las Vegas, come and join us if you're able here at church. Yeah, too. I've heard that more and more people are going to stream the services this Christmas. Um, Why is that? I mean, I just... <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot going on. Yeah. Still dealing with the COVID. Well, let's not go there. They're tuning in to hear some good news. Yeah, today, we, don't need so. to, we don't need to talk a whole lot about That's that. Right. I think everybody's pretty aware of what's going on there. So, Pastor Don, this last week you talked, we, we've been talking about light uh, as a theme. Yeah, and we talked uh, the, a lot about light, and we talked, uh, kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how the, the star guided the wise men to where Jesus lay, and God used light as a guide. It was kind of a, a neat, neat idea that that star. It's interesting because there's a lot we didn't get into in the sermon about the history and what people think that light might be. Um, some people think maybe it was just the North Star that was really bright and they followed that. There's others out there that think it was a star that was created just for this event. Or I've even heard a theory that it was a, a star that went supernova Interesting. during that time. I've actually heard a comet was possible too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in fact, I was just reading, I think there's a comet appearing this Christmas for the first time in, or for the last time in 89,000 years. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe there's going to be another, maybe Jesus is coming back. Well, he is sometime. Boy, and she, and boy is she going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, I think that it's, uh, it's good to, to remember that God uses an awful lot of things to get our attention, to guide us to Jesus. Uh, he uses people in a, a powerful way. And that was kind of one of the first points is that he just is always, always kind of pursuing us, coming after us, trying to direct us back. To God. You mean he doesn't give up on us? Not even a little bit. Some, there's this one poem where they call him the Hound of Heaven. I think that's a, a pretty good apt description. And, and I mean, thank goodness for us and all of his kids that that's how he is. I know, it really is. Because uh, I think we get pretty easily distracted. Yeah. At least uh, I know that I do. Uh, I got a little ADD that goes on, though. I'm a little more easily distracted than I, most. I've never noticed that. Squirrel. Um, <laughs> but, I think that we can all get distracted and preoccupied with the things of our world. So this is a good reminder that God continues to use all the elements that he has in his power to get our attention, direct us back. And so I know one of the things 
you know, you talked about there mm -hmm. is, um, or, or in your message, I, I, I have a hard time believing this about you, but do you stop for directions if you're lost? Always. <laughs> I'm going to ask Amy. You know, with these things now, we yeah. don't need to stop for directions. we got maps now. It's, it's pretty awesome. T um, tells you where to go and I, I when. I, I know sometimes she'll get me a little lost. You know, it's still good to be able to read a map or to at least have a little common sense and not... You know, if it doesn't seem like the directions are correct, to be able to double-check those directions. But uh, we don't get lost as much. We don't have to ask directions as much. But I remember my father never stopping and asking really? for directions. Never. And we would get good and lost sometimes. Boy, I tell you. Well, in North Dakota, we didn't have to ask for directions because you could always see where you're going. Yeah, that's uh, true. No yeah. mountains or trees in the way. So. You know, that's actually the most, uh, to digress, that's the most lost we ever got a couple times hunting. <laughs> we'd be out in eastern Montana, we'd get back in some of those little foothills back in there, and, and my dad would pretend that he knew where he was going, and we'd get stuck somewhere. I mean, a couple times we got stuck out in the middle of nowhere. We talk about middle of nowhere. Good thing we always brought shovels, extra food, yeah. you know, an extra tire. But people get lost in our world. They do. I mean, they in different ways. So many ways. Yeah. And, and not, it's not always bad ways. And when we right. say people are lost, it's not like they're out there murdering people or stealing things or... Some or, people are. Or addicted to alcohol. But most aren't. Yeah, right. exactly. Most lostness is just more of a... For, for the average person, it's just a general sense of melancholy and a sense of not having much purpose or direction in their lives. Yeah. They just feel like they're kind of wandering. You know, I heard a good analogy from a rancher friend of mine who's a good Christian. He goes, you know, cows don't go get lost on purpose. <laughs> they nibble their way to lostness. There's a little tuft of grass over there that looks good. And then there's a tuft of grass that's on the other side of the fence. And so they find a, maybe it's a weak point in the fence. And they lean and they'll lean through the fence. And then they, they just kind of wander and nibble their way to lostness. And I think that is a good analogy for people. So how do we get back on track? you got to pay attention to the signs. God is putting them out there. Uh, and I think one of the best signs that we often ignore, and this is the Montana in me coming out a little bit, is the natural order, the natural world. I mean, you think about it. That first Christmas, we talk a lot about traveling, and that was kind of the theme, the light that guides the wise, and had a little bit of fun with the different ways that people travel over the, the holidays um, and so forth. But that... One thing that we have to remember about this idea of God giving direction is often he'll use creation to remind us of his presence. He used the star. Yep. I mean, that's the natural order of things, regardless of if it was a comet or the North Star. I mean, that stuff, while it's interesting to think about, is pretty irrelevant to the story. Yeah. The point is that he used something in creation as the initial guide. And it's interesting because people think that he initially guided the wise men to, Jerusalem, or to Bethlehem. And that's not the case. Scripture tells us he actually guided them to Jerusalem, where they then consulted with King Herod, which that must have been an awkward conversation. We have come, we have followed the star to find the king of the Jews, you know, saying that to the man who considered himself the king of the Jews. Yeah, not probably what he wanted to hear. Yeah, probably not. Probably, And that's, I think, one of the reasons that we read a little bit later that he went and killed yep. all the children in that Bethlehem area, which is Can't imagine. a horrible part of the Christmas story that we really don't pay much attention yeah. to and probably shouldn't. Um, but he uses the star and he continues to use the star. I think uh, i got a couple scriptures that brought that home a little bit. In where is Psalm 19.1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. Mm, boy. You know, um, that's pretty clear. 
Yeah, I, I think you mentioned, and if not, I was thinking it during your sermon, but I mean, I, I love when we can get outside of Las Vegas sometimes mm -hmm. on vacation and be able to look at the heavens yeah. uh, and see the Milky Way and uh, things like that, it, because it does declare God's glory. I know. I can't remember the last time I saw the Milky Way. Yeah. I need to... To be it's out. time. It is time to get somewhere where the stars are a little bit more prevalent than close to the city. Um, and go ahead. No, no, I was going to say go up to southern Utah, or actually, you don't have to get that far from you Vegas. You too, don't but, have to get that far. But you have to get out of the city to do it. Yeah, there's a, a place that my wife and I will sometimes go to. Um, I forget. Something Saloon. It's one of the oldest saloons in Las Vegas. It's kind of a little bit of a road trip. You go down to that, towards California, and there's that first set of casinos Good there. Good Springs? Oh. Uh, I don't know if that's the name of the town. Yeah. But anywhere where that first set of casinos is, it's not the state line, but it's the one before that. Prim. Prim, you take a right, and you go that way about 20 miles. And when you're out there, it's just this little itty-bitty town. It's got, but it's got this old historic uh, saloon with really great burgers. Uh, it's kind of a fun drive. We'll take the convertible out when it's warmer. And once you get just that yeah. 20 miles outside of Las Vegas, the stars just kind of open up for you. It's pretty neat. Um, so God uses the natural order of things to get our attention. Uh, and I love this Romans 120, um, where it reads, ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky and everything God made, and they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Because what, what is, as a pastor, what is one of the biggest um, questions you get? How, you know, what about all those people that have never, never heard, heard Jesus? And they always use the tribesmen in Africa or the person in China. Those yeah. seem to be the two countries, and not that Africa is a country, but people treat it as such. Um, two things that they often refer to. And the point is, even for people who haven't heard the name Jesus, they have seen the power of God in the natural world around them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see that. I think everybody watching or listening on the mm -hmm. podcast would do that too. Last night I texted you a picture because when I left church, it was just a yes. beautiful sunset with our, uh, in back of our church, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you mentioned in your sermon a sunrise the other day. Somebody texted me a sunset from a couple of days ago. Uh, yes. God's hand is all over the place. And, and, we need reminders like that. We do. Uh, I just wanted to show you guys this picture that Scott sent me. If you can see that, you can see kind of see the, the sunset behind the church and the, everything's starting to get lit up there a little bit. I just think the that Christmas is... Christmas lights are on and her yeah. sign out front. Those of you who are listening beautiful. to the podcast, just pretend you're seeing Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> Let me just see here... Um, Kristen asks, is, is that place you mentioned the, uh, where you yes, met Monica? Yes, that's where we met Monica, Kristen, exactly. She was out there. We had a gal that sang with us at church for a while, and we were out there one time, and she was singing. She was just providing the music. Went up and talked to her afterwards. and was like, you have a great voice. You ever thought about singing in church? And she, she joined us for, I don't know, she was here a, a little bit off and on yep. for six months or a year yep. or so. And then um, Chris. Uh, Linda says the Christmas star is supposed to be visible last night. Did anyone see it? Mm. Um, I didn't because I wasn't outside yeah, <laughs> last yeah. night and, and that too. I'm curious to see it now. I have to go back and check to what they said about this comet because uh, I know that's been one of the explanations too. Yeah. That might have been a comet. You know, and so this is this idea. I, I do like this idea that God is trying to get our attention. And 
So a beautiful sunset, something intricate as a rose, or just like some of the things that we've said, or I even think God often speaks through people. Yep. But the f- mistake that we make is to not see God behind it, I think, often. We might, we might even be smart enough to slow down and appreciate it yeah. and say, wow, that's pretty. But then the next step, and this is a step that most of us don't make a lot of times, is then to, to tie that into God. Yeah. And, right? and this is kind of the story the wise men shows us. So they, they follow the star, they're astronomers, they're magi, they're kind of studiers of, of, uh, of prophecies and things like that. So they follow the star, but then Herod sends for some scholars, some religious scholars, who then use in, bring in the words from the prophets, in other words, scripture, the Torah, to say, well, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. And so if you're really trying to look for where the signs are going to lead you, you go to Bethlehem. So it was a com- it's a combination of the natural order things, but then we also have to be wise enough to see God at work behind it. And I would say scripture, obviously, yep. is a big part of it, but there's also prayer, there's also worship. Yep. You can throw some other things in that bucket to say if you use those things, you're less likely to miss God at work in your world and in the world around you. Yeah, and I think that's an important point because mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, I can just worship God out in nature. And I'm not saying you can't, you can. but without God's word, without prayer, without, I think, community too, um, just nature is selling it short. Yeah, okay. 100%. Um, you know, I've said this story before, but it's worth repeating. It's just the... The son and the, the wife or the, the mother of the family go to church every Sunday, but one, one Sunday, Dad decides they're all going to go to the beach. And the kid's like, but Daddy, can't we go after we go to church? And he goes, we can, we can worship God at the beach. And the little boy looks at Dad and goes, we can, but we won't, will yeah, we? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wise kid. Wise boy. Yes, we can worship God in creation, but so often yeah. we don't. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and, but here's the thing. All these signs have really one overarching purpose. And, I, you know, I'm going to hesitate a little bit with this because I think the overarching purpose is to turn us towards God. But I also think that God is just a lover of beauty, if you look at his creation. And so sometimes I think he just puts things in this natural world to just give us joy. You know? I like that. Yeah. You know, be- because when we do take time to appreciate it, it is unbelievable. It really is. And uh, I, I've thought at times, too, if this is really good, what's heaven going to be like? I know. <laughs> you know, just right. amp that up about a thousand times. You know, if God didn't really care about bringing us joy, why would he make so many things yeah. so beautiful or yeah. give us the senses? Why not just have us be like dogs and, and be able to see black and white spectrum, yeah. right? Or taste buds that are so detailed and complicated um, or smell. Uh, all these things allow us to enjoy so many things. And it could have done without a lot of that if he didn't want to make sure that we didn't have the opportunity to enjoy life. Yeah. My son asked, how do they know the dogs only see black and white? I mean, who told them? Well, the, the talking dogs yeah, okay. tell them, of right. course. Never mind. <laughs> that was an aside. Bonus uh, material. I'm assuming they can, they can figure out what kind of rods they have. What are those, okay. the rods and the things in the eyes? Um, anyway, so... Romans 2, 4, I'm going to throw another scripture at yep. you. It's one I used in the sermon. But perhaps you do not understand that God is kind to you. Hmm. Why? So that you will change your hearts and lives. I mean, God gives us nature, creation, beautiful things, so that we not only 
can appreciate them, but so that we can be drawn to God, which then allows us to, to grow and to become more Christian, more appreciative, more thankful, and then, of course, have better lives. Yeah, I, lo- I love that because God is kind. God is love, mm-hmm. uh, Scripture says. And uh, I'm still going back to what you said about you know the beauty that he's created and... Uh, I mean, his whole purpose is in, in drawing us closer. Somebody after church on Sunday, uh, you know, a- asked me. They had they had a, someone in their life who they're concerned about um, their eternal salvation, mm-hmm. and and this person is not from a Christian background. And they said, you know, do you think there's any hope for them? Mm. And there's I said, hope. yeah. And I said, I do. You know, I, mm-hmm. I said. I can't prove it, but I said what Scripture tells me about God, like this verse from Romans, God is kind, mm-hmm. God is loving, God, you know, he created all of us as his children. I mean, a loving heavenly father is going to be loving. I said I think he is constantly in that last nanosecond of life coming after Even us. More. So I said there's yeah. always hope. Yeah, and that's, and that's, you know, people, let's go back to that tribesman in Africa yep. who's never heard the name Jesus because the missionary's never gotten there. Who is to say that Jesus does not come to him uh, at the very at, at the end of his life uh, yeah. in that transition from yeah. from this world into the next, and he has this opportunity to experience Jesus? Yeah, and and how he does that? I mean, that's beyond our scope. I mean, there's we just don't understand all the ways of God. We don't. But I mean, I I, I don't think I could be a pastor if I said no. It can only be this way. You know, I mean, that's closing the door on the possibilities of what God can do. Putting God in a box, yeah. I think, is uh, the ultimate. Yeah. in ego like these churches that say the only way that you can come to heaven is if you come to our church yeah. like the ego behind a statement like that um yeah. is the pride behind something like that i think is just monumental monumental foolishness yeah. so i i had a prayer with that person and we prayed for her friend mm-hmm. you know and i just said you know help us to have the faith that you're never going to leave one of yours without an opportunity that's and without hope. So. That was really nice that that person was concerned about. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, that was it's not it, something it, people think about. Yeah, I think all of us should be, and you know, that's when one of the things I I, I kind of prayed for this morning on Good Sam Praise was there are going to be a lot of people coming to church or watching church online, especially if you invite them, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe they don't know God. Right. You know, they don't have a relationship with God. And this might be the time. Uh, this might be the Christmas where that all changes for him. Open and, heart, and open mind. And that's what God wants. Absolutely. That's what he wants. You know, because that's one thing in Matthew 2.11. It says, so they, now remember, the star was over Jerusalem. And then once they started head towards Bethlehem, it says the star then went ahead of them to Bethlehem and um, resided over the place where Jesus lay. Um, and when they get there, you read this beautiful story about they came to the house where the child was with his mother Mary and they bowed down and they worshipped him. And then they opened up their treasure chests of gold, gold which was a, a gift you would give to a king, frankincense which was a gift you would give to a priest and then myrrh which was a gift that you would often mm-hmm. give for somebody's burial. So the, the, the gifts kind of mirror you know, uh, he was the king but he was also the, the priest of, of, of us all, kind of that in between 
Remember, the priests were the ones that had to be that in-between person back in that day so that you could be right with God. And, and so he made that ultimate priestly sacrifice so that we no longer had to go through a priest or go through a pastor. We could go directly to God. Yeah, and good thing course, they don't need us. Good thing. <laughs> I tell you, all the confession those Catholic priests do, I, I don't get it. But, um, uh, and so that we see this beautiful element where they give him these gifts, but then when they enter into Christ's presence, they worship him. They recognize him for who he is. They listen to the signs. They read the scriptures. They followed through. They made the effort, and they are blessed to enter into the presence of the Son of God. Um, and it says they went away changed. Wow. They went away changed, or they went away by a changed route, and it can mean both things. But I, I like to think as I read that, that they went away different. They were scholars, they were smart men, but they went away now believers. You, you know, I hadn't heard that before, and so I appreciated you helped me go deeper yeah. in that yeah. sense. And, um, you know, if you come into God's presence, if you were in Christ's presence, even as an infant, because we, we believe, you know, this wasn't, Jesus didn't come on the scene 2,000 years ago, he's always been because yes. he, he is God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But to actually be in his presence, how could you not be changed? I, it, just, it would be so hard. And I think about all the people that were so close. Yeah. The innkeeper. Now, even, you know, the innkeeper probably, I, I think it's a little bit of a bad rap, but it kind of went out of his way to make sure that they had a place to stay because there was no other place for them. I mean, if there's no place to stay, there's no place to stay. But he created, a, at least created a space for them. Um, but he missed it. Yep. Right. Um, I, you know, I had made a kind of a joke about that in the in the sermon that, you know, if we're going to look at who was there, we also probably acknowledge who wasn't there, the the religious leaders, the the teachers of the law, who actually said, "Yeah, this is where it's going to happen." <laughs> oh, you followed the star. Oh, you've come all this way. Oh, and so here it is. None of them believed or cared enough to follow through. Yeah, and they stay home and watch a football game instead of going exactly to what. Is going to be the I mean, biggest event. What are the chances? Even if there was just that much of a chance that it really was the Son of God, the Messiah being born, wouldn't you go look? But that just goes to show you how easily we're distracted, preoccupied, yeah. Um, biased. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I can't go to church because I've got to go shopping. i got to wrap some presents. Or I've got to watch the football game. Or I've got to do... Hey, hey, football's important. Yeah, I know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we'll take that back. Um, you know, but we have excuses. Yep. And they did too. Uh, I mean, more things change, and more they stay the same. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that's really kind of a, an important point that I think, and I, I think you're hearing us say it is the ultimate aim of all God's messages, all of God's creation, whether it whether it be the sunset or the love of a family, whether it be something in the natural order, or whether it be the scriptures, or even the Holy Spirit. At work, you know, because the Spirit is constantly at work trying to get our attention and guide us back um, to God as well. It is all to get us into the presence of Jesus. Yep. And and so I know most of you, if you're listening, you you care about Jesus. You probably wouldn't be listening if you didn't, to some degree, or at least curious. And so when you're seeing something that grabs your attention, that takes your breath away, take that next step and say, "Oh, thank you, God, for that." Thank you for your creation. Thank you for working through my spouse, my child, my friend to show me your love and, and just make sure that you enter into the presence of Jesus. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I think these days leading up to Christmas and talking about this now, it's important to have that reminder. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. 
take a break and uh, just spend some time thinking about and realizing, seeing the signs mm. uh, that God's putting in front of you uh, because it's a lot more than about the presence mm. and the meal and, and all of that, which is all good stuff, but it's about the one who saves us. Yeah, it is it's about the presence and entering into that presence. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the light of God is constantly working to try to guide us. Uh, the wise men earned their moniker because they were wise enough to follow the signs, yeah. to follow the word, and then realize when they were in the presence of Jesus that they needed to do more than just sit there, stand there and and go, wow, this is kind of cool. They worshiped, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They appreciated and they brought gifts. Um, and when those signs come into your life, our encouragement to you is to be wise, to be wise men and women like the wise men of the Bible. Uh, pay attention and then take that next step to allow your heart and mind to enter into that presence. Great. Um, and just as it changed their lives, it will change yours as well. Great. Yeah. John 1, four. you used this last week. Yeah, I think in your message, your little sermonette. Um, the Word, referring to Jesus, gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. And so, my friends, our prayer for you is that the light of Jesus will shine in your lives this Christmas uh, and well beyond so that you can have not only his light, but the life that comes from being in the presence of Christ. Great. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. Those of you on the podcast, good news from Good Sam. Thank you for joining us. And those of you watching on Facebook Live now, or maybe it's later today or next week or a year from now. Uh, thanks for being with us, and Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Hope to see a lot of you in church yeah. or to have you watching online as well. We hope to see you. Thanks for tuning in, Kristen, Kathy. It's great to have you guys be a part of our thing. And yeah, we hope I think you're... I saw Lori as well and Karen up in Michigan and Dave and Jan. All yeah. of you, thank you so much. God bless. Hope to see you on Christmas everyone. Eve, either online or in person. God bless. Bye-bye. I need to look a lot more.